Ready to spend 15 minutes with the experts you admire? Need strategy sessions from thought leaders brought directly to your ears? Welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where every week George B. Thomas uncovers the challenges that sales, marketing, and service professionals face. And of course, the strategies to help them overcome their biggest hurdles. So sit back and set your sights on growth with these bite-sized conversations filled with pure strategy gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. Hey, Sprocketeers, it's your boy, George B. Thomas. And yes, we're back for another episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where we try to give you a strategy that you can think of moving forward in your business well, in 15 minutes, but let's be honest, sometimes it's 18, sometimes it's 20, but we're doing the best we can for you. Today, I'm super excited as always because we have a friend, even a mentor, and somebody who I look at and go, God, I'm stupid. Well, not stupid, but he's definitely smarter than I am. And so, Christopher, why don't you let the Sprocketeers, the viewers and listeners know, who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Sure. My name is Christopher Penn, Chief Data Scientist of TrustInsights.ai. We are a marketing data detective agency. So you got data mysteries in your marketing, we come and help you solve it. By the way, let me just say that Santa in the background is super dope. I'm loving it. I can't stop looking <laughs> at him. It's just making me jolly on this episode. If you're listening to this episode, you should definitely go watch the video version over at sprockettalk.com. But let's go ahead and dive into the deep end. Christopher, when we want to have this conversation about what is predictive analytics, what are the foundational pieces that the Sprocketeers, the viewers, the listeners, even I need to know so we can carry on the conversation today? Predictive analytics is a very popular topic. It's sort of part and parcel of in data science, in machine learning, and AI. And fundamentally, it's about taking the data that you have and trying to forecast forward what's likely to happen. And the reason that's important, especially this time of year, you know, got the, the holiday trappings out, is people are thinking about what should I be doing in the year to come, whether it's fiscal year, calendar year, whatever, what should I be doing? What's going to be important? And a lot of the times, I, we've all sat in those meetings where you're in a, a conference room and there's stickies all over the walls. And what always ends up happening is that you get the hippo problem, right? The highest individually paid person's opinion about what the company should do, not based in data, not founded in reality. It's just opinion. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's a risk you take when you go by opinion. When you use data, particularly external third-party data, you can develop a better idea of what's likely to happen, again, based on what's already happened. Now, there's some things you can't predict, right? By definition, anomalies uh, are unpredictable. If on September 10th, 2001, you had made a forecast, you had no idea it was going to happen the next day, unpredictable, that can't be predicted. Uh, but there are plenty of things, and most of us work in businesses where there is a seasonality, a cyclicality that is predictable. Let's talk through an example of this. And if you're listening or watching, you'll want to go over to the show notes. We'll have a link in the show notes to a public dashboard that you can follow along with. This is called the cheese of the week forecast. We do these silly little forecasts because almost all of our work is under NDA, so we can't show client stuff. This is taking the names of about 50 different cheeses and, and looking at five years of search data when people Google for, you know, provolone cheese and forecasted forward to try and predict when in the next 52 weeks any one cheese is going to be searched for. So I'm going to scroll to the middle of the chart here and I'm going to uh, click on the January column. The first week in January, according to this forecast, the most popular cheeses will be Jack cheese, American cheese, uh, pepper jack cheese, which I guess is kind of conflated in provolone. Why? That's what you serve at like holiday parties, right? Uh, they're inoffensive. They're fun. 
they're fun cheeses. When you go, uh, if you go either back in the past or forward to the summer, guess what? Mozzarella cheese is super popular. Why? Because, of course, you make it pizza and, and, and mm. other summery dishes. If you were a cheese shop or cheese vendor or a grocery store, you would want to use this forecast week by week to decide what to put on your end cap displays or, or your dairy section or whatever to focus on what people are likely to be interested in based on what they search for. And that's a data-driven way of thinking about your analytics. What can we forecast so that we can see here's what's likely to happen? And then because we, sh we all say, and most of us want to be customer-centric, we can use this data to, to think about what the customer wants, not what we want. We have to obviously work in our business strategy as best as possible. Like if a customer is searching for something we don't sell, that's a problem, but within the bounds of, of what we can do, we should be obeying what the customers are telling us. And frankly, what they're typing into Google, they say they want. So that's predictive analytics in a nutshell. Take the data you have, push it forward, and see what's likely to happen. Now, one of the most powerful applications of this for a lot of us who are digital marketers is taking Google Analytics data, like your traffic data by channel, organic search, email, pay-per-click, referral traffic, social media. Take your last however many years of data you have and forecast that forward. If you can, you can then get a sense of here's how much traffic my website, my podcast, my whatever is likely to have in 2020. And if you like the answer, great, keep doing what you're doing. If you don't like the answer, like if you see that uh, it looks like email's on the decline, that's a, ch a chance for you to change your strategy now so that we're not talking about this, you know, this time next year, like, yeah, it's got my budget cut 40% because uh, I didn't hit my goals. Like know in advance using predictive analytics, what's likely to happen. And then you can make changes to pivot towards the outcome you want. We all want that outcome that we want. We definitely don't want our budgets cut and we all like cheese, but I'm super curious if we want to do what you said and take our Google analytics or take other data that we can get, how do we actually get started or set up a system where we can pay attention to this predictive analytics moving forward? So that's a good question. And it can, it's a very challenging question there because there are, there is a very, very, very steep learning curve. The most basic form of predictive analytics, uh, <laughs> it, not particularly reliable, but better than, you know, just guessing wildly is to actually take your existing data, take it and put it into the spreadsheet software of your choice, make a chart, right? Uh, and many software packages and things allow you to put on a simple trend line, a simple linear trend line, and essentially just sort of drag that forward and say, okay, this is the, the general trend or direction that we're going. Like when you look, for example, at Instagram engagement rates over the last year, the trend line is going down and to the right. Like it's, it, you don't need to be a, a real sophisticated data scientist to see that that's going to zero. That's the basic version. Uh, it's okay. There's a, now a quantum leap to the next level, which is where you start using statistical software, uh, IBM SPSS, Tableau, the R programming language, Python, any of the, the sophisticated tools where you can do a, a much more rigorous mathematical forecast using what's called time series forecasting. And the, the generally accepted technique for this, and the statisticians will know this, everyone else will, will be Googling, is called autoregressive integrated moving averages. It is essentially saying what happened in the past, account for seasonality, account for the uh, for basically moving averages over time, project that forward. And that's really the gold standard today for doing this type of time series forecasting is to say, look, I want to use this algorithm, push this data forward. And then there's one more quantum leap, which is most people are not going to have access to, which is to build what's called a deep neural network model of it. You can use, uh, in this case, it would be either a recursive or a convolutional neural network to, to 
have a, a machine fully build its own predictive model. Those are, they sound fancy, they sound complicated. They don't perform any better than the, the statistical model. So stick with the statistical model. If you don't have that technology or that knowledge, you have two choices. You can either hire it, either in-house or an agency, or you can learn it. And there are plenty of great courses out there. Uh, I recommend Cognitive Class from IBM. Go to cognitiveclass.ai. Totally free, 100% free of financial cost. It will just cost you time to take the prerequisite courses to, to develop those skills. So if you have time and no money, take the course. If you have money and you don't have the time, hire. I've got two questions burning in my brain. I'll, I'll ask the first one because it came to me first. But then when you were just talking, I was like, oh, I really want to ask this thing as far as like painting the picture of understanding your year in success. So I'm going to come back to that, that I'm going to want you to be like, what does it mean from a revenue standpoint when you know your year in success, like the year of cheese, right? If you were a cheese vendor and you knew the year of cheese, what would that mean for your bottom line? But here's the question that I want to ask before we get there. And that is just the fact of, is this a one-year strategy, meaning you could do this once and you'd have it for the next 365 days? Or Christopher, do you see this as something that if, if you're really a savvy company, you might be doing this once a quarter or once a month? Like how, how micro can you make this data or is this more of a macro plan when you talk about predictive analytics? It depends on how agile your organization is and how skilled you are with the tools. Enjoying this podcast? Make sure you show the love. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Help us become the strongest strategy podcast on the internet. Get access to hidden episodes and bonus content. Head over to sprockettalk.com forward slash strategy. With Google Analytics data, personally for myself, I run this monthly for my, just for my own personal website because the thing about any kind of trend of software is the more data you have, the better the model gets. And the, uh, it's like the weather, right? You can forecast out a month in advance, but the forecast accuracy tends to decline the further forward you get. As with weather, so with your anything you know, marketing related, the more data you have, um, the, the better your near-term forecast gets. So I would rerun it as often as you have the resources and capabilities to do so, and whatever your change cycle is. So if you have a monthly marketing calendar, there's no point in running this weekly because you've already set the month, right? If you have a quarterly marketing calendar, run it quarterly because that's the when you're going to be able to pivot. Don't run it more frequently than you're willing to make changes. So let's go back to this other question because I, I always try to put my mind in the mind of the, the consumer, the listener, the sprocketeer. And in that section before the one we just did, my mind went to, oh my gosh, you mean I got to learn something? You mean I got to pay somebody something? What the heck? I, I really want you to take a couple minutes here and paint the picture of the importance of this isn't just some fancy you know term predictive analytics that we're saying it's not something that's like just because it's cool and nerdy that we're talking about but but the amount of impact that it could have on a business if you knew what was going to happen in these micro moments throughout the year and why it might make sense for you to invest your time to learn it or invest your money to get it. So our best case study was for another agency, and I can't, it's unfortunate it's under NDA. We did the forecast for them. We refreshed it quarterly for them. They took 
the forecast and used it. That's the key part. Most people don't do that part. Like, I bought the thing. Everything's going to magically get better, right? Nope. You have to use the data. But they used it, and they saw within a six-month period a 45% increase in lead generation. So their lead generation went up 45% just by creating content. They knew what they had to create but they didn't know when to create it. And by having, by adjusting the time, they were able to meet the customer where the customer was, where the customer was, mm. what they were thinking about. And they got that result. Uh, for ourselves, we, you know, it fluctuates month to month for us, but it's typically, I would attribute 20 to 25% of our success as a company and our lead generation to this versus you know, what we see other competing companies doing. Uh, for example, we did a webinar back in August on social media 2020 and we wrote a whole white paper with our, our partners at TalkWalker. When we were scheduling the webinar, <clears throat> one of the things we did was we pulled up a predictive calendar of when people search for out of office mm. outlook. When you search for that, you are looking for your autoresponder so you can go on vacation, right? So when that search volume is lowest, people are in the office. So we scheduled our webinar based on that timing and it was wildly successful with uh, it was our second most successful lead generation campaign for the year for ourselves and our partner we generated 1200 leads for that the total ad spend for that campaign for 1200 leads of which uh, our partner said a thousand were net new to their database was fifty dollars that's it it's mind-blowing because the impact could be substantial just amazing and and what i love to sprocketeers i hope that you rewind that section and i hope that you heard that it, it is a matter of you can generate leads with it you could do certain ads and generate revenue with it like it's it's across the board just a business strategy in general and i would even say you could use it because you would know what to share on social to even attract traffic. So, I mean, the matter of attract, convert, and close, like those three things could be impacted by predictive analytics. So, Christopher, the sprocketeers might be thinking, oh my gosh, this is magic. So what I want to do- math. Yeah, exactly. What I want to do right here is I want to I wanna ask the question, are there any myths about predictive analytics, about using this data in the way that we've been talking about it, that we need to like, debunk right now before anybody gets started on this journey? Two big ones. Number one, we just said, this is all math. It's not magic. There's zero magic to this and you cannot predict what is unpredictable, right? So that's number one. Number two, uh, and I think is a greater myth and one that I talked about recently on another show, is the myth that this takes away all your creativity. This is the compass. This tells you the direction you need to go. You still got to walk. You still got to find your way. You know, No map, no compass is going to tell you where not to step. Oh, look, there's a pile of horse crap there. Don't step in that, right? There's still a tremendous amount of opportunity for creativity within the direction that you're being sent. But this is telling you, go north instead of west. If you go west, you'll end up in a lake. You go north, you get back on the road. How you get there is still up to you. So disabuse the, the notion that this takes away creativity and it makes you a slave to the machine. It doesn't. It just tells you the direction you should be going. So as we close out the 15-minute strategy podcast, because we're trying to stay to that 15 minutes, what are some of the hurdles or potholes that you have seen people make when they start down this journey of predictive analytics? So a couple of big ones. Number one, again, thinking it's magic. Uh, it is not. Uh, and don't let the data override your common sense, right? So if you know for a fact that something is happening in your industry because you are out talking to customers all the time, the data is a guide. It is not a, an ironclad rule. And two, 
uh, and this is the biggest one of all. This is true of all marketing data, period. You have to use it. Just having the forecast is meaningless if you don't use it. It's like having a recipe that you never cook. Oh, great. I've got this amazing recipe for beef, beef Wellington, but I'm still going to McDonald's for lunch. Well, <laughs> You've got to cook. The recipe doesn't cook itself, right? And so the same thing is true for all the, any kind of analytics, but especially predictive analytics. You will pay, you know, if you hire an agency, you'll pay a, a reassuringly expensive amount of money for this forecast. If you just let it sit on a shelf, you've essentially bought nothing, right? You, uh, you will get no value out. You must take action take bold action on it in order to reap the value. Christopher, if the Sprocketeers have questions as they take this bold action, where can they reach out? Where can they get a hold of you online? The easiest place to go is our company website, trustinsights.ai. So Sprocketeers, here's the thing. You don't have to be blind going into 2020. As a matter of fact, you should have 2020 vision with predictive analytics moving forward. Make sure you pay attention to that and we'll see you on the next episode. Did you enjoy this episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast? We'd love to know. Leave a rating and written review wherever you listen to your favorite shows and keep that learning going by visiting sprockettalk.com. Sign up for your free membership. And in that membership area, you can find bundled episodes where we combine like strategies to help you grow better, make the world better, and share this episode with your friends and coworkers who may be battling the same obstacle. You can always reach out to George B. Thomas on Twitter with questions or guest suggestions or just to talk about your favorite Marvel superhero. Now go out into the world and leverage this strategy for your success. And we'll see you in the next episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast.